Frito and the Freak here. It's episode number 36 of Lucha World Podcast. Frito and the Freak, Alfredo Esparza and Kurt V.D. Brown. Yes, we're here. We're going to be talking Lucha Underground, CMLL, AAA, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Which luchadors did not get in? Insert your joke here. We talk Martin Caradagian, of course. And Man Mountain Mike. Hope you totally dig this. El California, the studio, Lucha World. Stop laughing, Fredo. Podcast episode 36. That's right, 36. I know you forgot. I did forget. <laughs> it's been two weeks since we've done a podcast. What an intro. My memory, yeah, yeah, I know. I gotta, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on, you know, taking the edge off my charisma. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm really just, I'm drawing too many people toward me. I'm like a magnet. Okay, this week's I'm show. A dick magnet. This week's Anybody show. Who is a dick gets near me. Anybody who's crazy. <laughs> oh, we see. We see weirder people get close to you at wrestling shows. This is shows. true. This is true. Uh, this week's show, Lucha Underground, Rush's injury, the latest on Rush, um, Fantastica Mania. Um, the lineup came out. A whole the, a lot of news. a lot of guys, a lot of news. So, uh, Mystico. Too. Are you doing the? Is this the intro? Or are we like still like? Is this the start of? <laughs> It sounds like it's the start of the show. This is the start of the show, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, this so, is so then when the beginning in, of the show. The, we have so much that we the, the only podcast where we do the intro after doing the podcast. Exactly, yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, fast forward, then rewind, then... Wait, this isn't tape anymore. Um, this is MP3. MP3. Yeah, a lot of news. A lot of news. Well, oh, one thing I want... We should start with the big news. Okay, before the big news... The one thing I do want to say really quickly, because I know I always say this toward the end of the show, uh, I just want to say I'm tickled and thankful that 
I'm actually getting emails. Really? Yes. So instead of I'm not, which this, is fine. Actually, I think I get tweets a lot. I get tweets and stuff like that. Yes. So I think people know. I'm on there more for like if people ask questions, they could just go on Twitter and ask me. Yes, it's easier for me too. I I'm jazz. I so at the beginning of the podcast instead of the end, I'm going to say the email is liger, l y g e r at a o l dot com. Uh, I want to say a thanks to uh, William Hasselwender and to Anthony Bowden who has uh, sent some very nice emails and. Uh, about five other people who really? names, uh, names are skipping me. But so are we? We have more than five listeners now. Uh, yeah, we have at least like seven or. You eight. hear that, Steve? Doctor Lucha Sims. We have more than five listeners. <laughs> was he the one that was telling us, or was it somebody else? Somebody else I told think, us we was it. Oh, Kevin Kleinrock also Kevin thought we. Kleinrock, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Kevin Kleinrock, who by the way is a good sport and a wonderful yeah. guy. Yes, you and Kevin Kleinrock got into a huge argument on Facebook. That's right. I, I just called kidding. him out. I called him out. I said <laughs> he called I, you. Out. Yeah, I, I called him. I said, "Hey, I'll I'll I'll, I'll meet you at, at, at the at the corner of Harmony and Understanding, and we'll have it out right now." You know, and, the the funniest thing is, I don't even remember. Like, I don't think any of us remember the announcer we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I don't think. I also yeah, can't remember yeah. who it was. I just remember how bad yeah. he was. But no, um, you know, Kleinock was really cool. He, it's he, hard to find a good he, he pretty much came out and just explained it. And, yeah. Um, you know, so. <laughs> it, was a fun, it was a fun little discussion to be thrown in. It was, too. it was. Yeah. Kleinrock's a good dude. Um, you know, and, oh, well, I stand by my critique of that announcer. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say. Uh, well, you know, so you know when, when you do like something that other people are going to see. Yeah. You know not everybody's going to like what you're doing. Like, even writing. Oh, totally. Anything totally. you do, people are like... I'm sure people hate what we're... This podcast, which... Exactly. It's fine. And that's why they listen yeah, to it. That's why they listen to it. They want to complain. Some people love to punish themselves. Yes, yes. You know, do, 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 well, Dr. Jerry Graham did not give me... That, uh, offer a lot of things as far as wisdom that I actually drink in every day. But what I'll never forget him telling me that I think of all the time is he says... The easiest thing in the world to do is criticize. And we were sitting around bitching and moaning about this and the other thing, and he just kind of said, hey, you know what we're doing here? We're doing the easiest thing in the world, criticize. And then yeah. he says, try building something. And that takes work. Think about this. TNA has been around for like 12 <laughs> years, 12, 13 years, and people hate it. And they still, they still that's all they it. write about. Like, yeah. I think it was funny because I was um, on Twitter the other day, and Somebody was asking about Lucha Underground, which is the first thing we'll talk about, um, and how nobody's re- written a negative review about it. Like, everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. And they've been looking for somebody who actually hates it. And I was thinking, well, you know, a lot of the people who review, like, if you don't like it, it gives you less reason to write about it. You know what I mean? Like, because even some people who write about TNA, there's a little bit that they like about it. Yes. Whereas if you hate TNA, you're not going to write about it. You know, like exactly, and I, I've disliked TNA enough where I just am not going to watch it. Where yeah. I, I, you know, maybe I should give it a chance again sometime. But <laughs> you uh, got other things to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, but if I was to write it, I'd, I'd I'd criticize it as I saw fit, and I'd, I'd salute it as I saw fit. We had a, we had about you three know. we had about three four years of podcasts where we couldn't watch TNA because it was on at the time. We were doing the That's podcast. That's right. That's right. That was our excuse. <laughs> That's when we did podcasts at a set time. Yes. You know, we're actually on a roll here. This, we're doing this podcast just a bit two weeks after. I know. I think we've been doing like, I think we've done the last three, like yeah. er, like 
within the last it's like our podcast exists yeah like we're doing it more often yes, like we're now, taking... I, know, I know i cut you off at the past just because i wanted to you know get the barking of the email in there yeah yeah so but, uh, uh, so the so big news the big news this week is the announcement of the cmll bodybuilding competition oh i love something that news. we always like to talk about because you know we're mm. both we both work out yes yeah, we both, we both... <laughs> one of us has been to the gym one of us has been outside yeah. And thought of seeing... That's right. No, no, gym. you're in the gym. You're telling me how I'm working out wrong. You yeah, tell me how yeah. I don't bench press enough. Again, I'm good at criticizing. I don't <laughs> I don't work out, but I criticize. <laughs> and you say, and yeah, yeah, because you tell me, you know, I could bench way more than you if I wanted to. Yeah. I, I love how I love how this 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 year's um, turn, um, bodybuilding competition, they had um, the guys who, I guess, run it for the CMLL. They had them on their, um, their weekly news show. And they were talking about how this year um, the minis are no longer going to be separate on, in their own division. That's kind of cool. They're going to put them back. In, they're going right. to put them in with the regular size guys. And I, I thought, wow, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> but then I wasn't really. I don't really care about that stuff enough to like really be that into. The only thing, and, and you know, since I always re- re- reveal my seamy sleazy side whenever I'm at a wrestling event or in front of a Bye. microphone talking about wrestling. Uh... Yeah, I'd never followed who won those things, but I remember when, you know, Galavision, you know, when CMLL was riding high in the late 80s, early 90s, I loved when they got to the woman's portion. Of the bodybuilding? Oh, my God. Really? Uh, they, they, I don't like that. I loved it. because you know, I don't like it when they're bronzed and everything. No, no, it just here's, here's the thing I loved is these were they lady wrestler, wrestlers who were working out. They weren't steroided bodybuilding mm-hmm. women. It was like Lola Gonzalez, La Sirenita. Oh, this is old. This is like... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. way back when. I don't know what it's like now. I have no idea I'm thinking, like. I'm thinking like Dark Angel the last five years when, no, like not, the, no, 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 no. and all those girls. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I'm an old man. I, yeah. I, and again, I'm, I'm waving my Yeah, because those and, girls weren't... I mean, they weren't even like... They weren't like built or anything. They were just like built normally. They were solid. I yeah, mean, they, they were just normal. They and stuff, yeah. but it wasn't like... They were more like Amapola and Marcella then. Yes, yes. Then and like Dallas and Dark Angel. I had such a crush on Serenita. Really? Those strong legs and just and she had the cutest face too. Just Kirk, cute as Kirk a going Kirk going in creep mode within the first Total ten minutes of this mode. podcast. Well, it's not really <laughs> creepy when you think of a woman putting a scissor hold on me and putting it so strong that it crushes my jaw. <laughs> and as I scream for mercy, she just hurts me more. But I just think it's funny how CML always plans this thing, and there's always more like. They concentrate more on that than anything else. I didn't even know you could go to that thing for free. Like I don't think I they never knew that. I don't either. think they even promote it. Like I rarely see. Like when you see, well, I, then, yeah, I then, thought it was just something they always. Yeah, they like do. yeah, and a couple yeah. of people would show up to like take pictures and stuff like that. But I didn't really think it was like a oh, let's people can actually attend this thing. And again, wrestling fans, I don't think would really attend it just because I think no, there's I wrestling fans tend to be like more into like the wrestling yes. they're not yes like whenever wrestling promoters want to like force feed their other interests to wrestling fans mm-hmm. the wrestling fans rarely are into it you know like XFL and all yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> um, well the big the other thing we were going to talk about is Lucha Underground it's been going on for four weeks what have you thought of the show lately uh I, you hate it, right? So do I. I so hate it. Let's move on to something <laughs> Let's move else. on to something else. There's nothing newsworthy. No, I gotta say, I, you know, I know I said something in this uh, vein last time, but it trips me out when I'm at work. I work in a really big office. Mm-hmm. It's not just a few dozen people. It's hundreds of people. I'm amazed by everybody, you know, who knows me knows I'm into wrestling, and everybody says, hey, have you heard of this Lucha Underground really? thing? Really? Like... 
it, it's the irony that is being mentioned in so many newsletters is so many people are hearing about it, but only a few of them watch it. Can watch it. Yeah, they don't have the yeah because they don't have it, and then they don't know that Unimass airs it. Oh yeah, I know a woman there who was a huge Conan fan, uh, and. She says, yeah, I'm so bummed. I, I don't get Unimas and I don't get El Rey. And she doesn't get Unimas either? No. Wow. No. Uh, I think she she has one of the satellite ones. I can't remember if it's Direct or... Direct TV has it. But I think okay, it, it, it might be a different one. tier. It might be... Yeah. Dish has it too. But, um, Dish has Unimas, but you have to have the Latin no, the I have Latino to say, package. I've watched every show and... I, I, gotta, I, I gotta be honest. This is not just good wrestling TV. This is good TV. Yeah. I especially enjoyed the third episode. I think my favorite moment in the third episode is when Chavo Jr. is walking down the corridor and bumps into Conan, and they look like, hey, it's been a long time. Good to see you. And Conan flat out says, people know what you... People in Mexico know what you did uh, to Sexy Star and what you did to Mascarita Sagrada. And Blue Demon Jr. How are you ignoring yeah. Blue Demon Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> you just skipped Blue Demon Jr. Like, like what you did it? No, it was Blue. Oh, you said Blue Demon Jr. first. <laughs> to the ghost of Dr. Jerry Graham, I'm about to do the easiest thing in the world when we talk about Blue Demon Jr. in a bit. But I loved how Conan just walked off without, and then how Chavo turns around and sees his face to face with Mil Muertes. Yeah, that was so cool. And then. Katrina licks his face, which is yes. not as cool. <laughs> kind of disgusting. <laughs> well, I mean, not disgusting Probably for not her, for the but wrestler. her, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I bet the wrestlers just, would love that. It's just that. like you just like who wants to lick Chavo Guerrero Jr.'s face, really? <laughs> well, he is kind of. Um, I mean, <laughs> um, I heard what, like, what I dug about that part was uh, Conan. Well, because you watched the Spanish version of that. No, that's that? the thing. Is I you saw the English version? Yeah. And, and, well, you probably saw both then, didn't you? Or. You're not. I, you're I, just watching the English. The one. first uh, two episodes, I watched the Spanish. Spanish versions and the English versions. I only had time to catch the English ones, oh, okay. and I and I, I want to say, the longer I see Matt Stryker and Vampiro, the less enthralled I am. <laughs> As I told you, yeah, you're right. I told you. I gotta say, I liked the the first episode, and I would. The reason I watched the English one is so I can. Know everything. Yeah, because there, there's so many different things that are going exactly. on. Exactly. And that said, I miss Hugo Savanovich. Yeah. I understand part of what he says, uh, but he is so enthusiastic. He could be saying, Vandal Drummond, I have dug up all of your ancestors and had sex with their skull. And I'd still be going, Yeah, Hugo, you go, you go, <laughs> yeah, you and go. You, you know the funny thing? Like somebody, I, um, I was listening to um, MLW radio, and Court Bauer was saying how he thought. They should put um, Hugo in the English version also. What about the don't? Well, the problem there is that him and... Unless you put him with Matt Stryker, mm-hmm. I think that would be okay. But him and Vampiro, like, if they do it in English, he can't control Vampiro. Yeah, <laughs> we, that, that happened in Triple Mania. He just really? can't... He can't control him. Vampiro comes up with, like, the weirdest shit to talk about. Whereas with Matt Stryker, I think Matt Stryker kind of, like, just changes directions or, like, doesn't get him to... He doesn't get sidetracked with Vampiro. I'm guessing Vampiro must know Hugo from, like... Where they like talk about probably, weird shit. Probably, <laughs> they must talk some weird shit. But yeah, and also, and I think I brought this up with you. I, I, you know, my Spanish is not good at all. Yet when I'm listening to Hugo, I can pick up a lot yeah, of what he's yeah. saying. I, I like that. I like that that he kind of keeps the talk exciting yeah. and simple for people like me. What I dug of that skit where they did uh, with um, Chavo and Conan was um, Conan tells um, Chavo that he has to go make like a ghost and disappear. Yes, and then he says he says. 
or you ha- or or you have to be um, what was it? You have to be like a comprehensive immigration bill. Yes, <laughs> and I was just cracking. Up. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> a comprehensive or complicated or some shit. And I was like, dude, where do you come up with this stuff? Like, I just Conan, like, Conan is a huge politics. Yeah, man. They, they took it off the the Spanish version. I'm guessing you couldn't. I, I kept thinking how he couldn't translate immigration bill. <laughs> I love that he put it on there for the English yeah. version. I mean, that was that was awesome. I thought the the fourth episode wasn't as good as the previous three. No, the, the thought, match match quality. I mean, Big Rick sucks. Like in the yeah. ring, the guy is horrible. You know what would be better if they? I mean, because we went to the the, the show that's going to be on next week. Mm-hmm. We actually went to that show, and if you remember, the main event was Big Rick versus yeah. Puma, Prince Puma. But the difference was that Big Rick was basically not in the like he, he would get in for bumps or like yeah, to beat down. Else but then everybody the else, Lil Cholo and um and uh, Ricky Reyes were going in all the time. Exactly. Cisco and Cortez Castro. I thought it would be almost funnier if they had him do a big Bubba thing instead of having an actual long match with people if he got in smoking his cigar. Yeah, did a choke slam and then laughed or whatever. Yeah, and he's yeah. still smoking his yeah, cigar yeah. wrestling. You yeah, know? something like that. But I mean, having him do long matches yeah. is like, oh God. Yeah. And also the Sexy Star Ivelisse match I thought wasn't very good. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, what, when I saw that, what the, what I was thinking was... One, A for effort. It looked like they were really trying. Yeah. But the problem is, it looked like Eva Lise was leading the match, but she doesn't look like she's good enough to lead a match. And then Sexy Star doesn't fit the role of being like the the, the female wrestler that's exactly. there to fight the evils and everything. Exactly. Because I kept saying, like I've said, I think I might have said in the last podcast, I always thought Fabi Apache would have been a better person. Oh, she would have been great. Well, see, here's the thing. Whenever I see Sexy Star in there with a man, a man knows how to carry her. Yeah. Uh, they need a woman to know how to carry her. Like you said... One of the Apache yeah, sisters. Yeah, somebody. Cause, and, and then the other thing is, like, I, I kept thinking somebody was saying how they thought Sexy Star wasn't that bad, was was awful. And I said, well, you know, t- if Taya Valkyrie ever makes it to this show, she's going to be a lot worse than <laughs> Sexy Star. Because she bumps. I don't know who, like, I think this we talked about it. She bumps horribly for somebody was trained by right. Lance Storm, supposedly. You wonder yeah. how it goes from there. Yeah, you know? so... um. Yeah, but I mean the the matches that are good, like Phoenix versus uh, Pentagon. That was was uh, fun. Sweet. Another thing I like when you talk about Phoenix versus Pentagon, I love there's a randomness in uh, who's going to go over. It's not as predictable. Like you'll see somebody introduced in the ring. And then he'll lose. <laughs> uh, well, well, first they're in the ring. They don't make an entrance. They're yeah. already in the ring when they. Announce them. Then somebody makes a grand entrance, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that person who's making the grand entrance will go over. It's kind of like, uh, oh, who's the guy who wrestled uh, Drago in the last episode? King Cuerno. King Cuerno, yeah. Hijo de Fantasma. I mean, you thought... He was going to win. Yeah, they did a whole video package yeah, on him, yeah. and I, I'm coming for my prey. I, or no, I'm the predator. Yeah. Yeah, he is going for his prey. <laughs> I remembered it correctly. Yeah, you did get it right. I love when I remember it um, Yeah, um, but, but still, it it wasn't he who went over. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's kind of cool that you don't really I dug see his, what's coming. I dug the finish of that match. That was like it was all right though, but it, the finish it wasn't bad. The show we went to, I mean, I don't know how they're... I'm guessing they're going to add those dark matches to the show because... I hope they those, do. Those were short. The those are short. Sexy movies. Star versus Chavo was short. It was more mm-hmm. of an angle. And then the other match, uh, Macias, uh, Mil Muertes versus Drago was short too. I wonder... Well, here's a thought. We'll know better when we actually see the... Uh, or they're adding skits. Products. I wonder if they're just kind of learning as they go along. Like, 
Yeah, because the sexy Star Evil East match, that, that should have been about three minutes shorter. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you know, it's funny because that was the match that got the most time. Yeah. And I thought that was easily the one match you could have cut to like five minutes. It would have been smarter. They four minutes, and it would have been fine. It would have been a lot better. Pro- yeah, exactly. It would have been more efficient. They yeah. wouldn't have tried too many things. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. Know. See, you should be booking the shows now. I should. You be. should go there and tell Conan. Conan, oh, next, next, next um, TV tapings, next set of tapings, we'll go and we'll take notes and tell Conan. <laughs> Yellow yes, we'll, we'll tell Conan here, Conan. Here's what we think you should change. <laughs> now do it right. Do it right, Conan. I, I, I hope this doesn't piss Conan off, but I gotta be honest and say the stuff he's doing on the show is some of the best stuff he's done. I don't think he has a problem with that. He's fine with it. I, that character is just awesome, yeah. and his delivery is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, I actually like him in that role better than as a wrestler. You know. Well, as a wrestler, he was limited, though. Yeah. Especially when it was in the U.S. and wrestling, you know, in WCW. WCW. Because once you, how many times can you see the Tequila Sunrise? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, you're prisoner to the powers that. Yeah, so WCW. it's like, yeah, how many times do you have to see? What are you going to accomplish when every? How many times can you hear somebody say "Ora le arriba la raza"? I mean, yeah, yeah. Bowdy, bowdy, rowdy, rowdy. Um, the other thing about Pentagon Junior, I mean, how how disappointed are you that the other Pentagons don't like him? <laughs> I mean, I was very disappointed, you know, but, you know, I was thinking about this. You must this. be very hurt. I was thinking about this. And, you know, if you think about Pentagon Jr., I mean, he hasn't really lived through a lot. I mean, Pentagon, the original, nearly died in the ring. That's you right. kind of well, have to come back from death in order for the other Pentagons to like you. <laughs> yes. Don't you think? I mean, these I guys have so. gone through a lot. I mean, he's got a little bit more life to live, too. Got a little bit more life to live, to live and, and one death. <laughs> That's right. One year death experience to really be well, it. Hey, there's a thousand deaths for some of the wrestlers, yeah. isn't there? And or at least no, one of them. It's coming pretty soon for a few of them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I got that <laughs> That was so mean for. No, no, no. Don't you just hate when we're talking about like deaths, like Mil Muertes and all that stuff? Like. We're talking about deaths, but then it's wrestling. <laughs> You're like, I know, I it's know. eventually going to... It's hard to joke about yes, it because it's eventually something real. might happen. And it's like if somebody came up to me and said, said, did you hear one half of the WWE locker room just fell over dead? And I go, oh, that's a funny joke. Uh, it is a joke, isn't it? <laughs> well, know, yeah, you know. The entire world-class roster is pretty much done. That's right? creepy. Yeah. Um, we should talk about Alberto Del Rio. Yes. He's officially free from WWE. Very cool. So he can... He can sign with other... I guess they, there was a rumor that he's... Well, he mentioned he was going to sign with two promotions in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Which I'm guessing Lucha Underground is obviously one of them. Yes. But then, like, some people were rumoring it's the the other one is TNA, which that I kind of... Interesting. I'm not I, sure if that's going to work out. I no. mean, I'm guessing... Well, but then what else is there? Like, that's basically it. Like, TNA or... WWE, I, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. He doesn't fit. He, he doesn't fit there. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to see him in Ring of Honor, but I don't think you don't even Honor watch fans. Ring of Honor. I don't know, but I would if he was on yeah, it. You wouldn't watch it. Do you even have it on TV? No, I don't. But I'd find <laughs> it. I would find it. Look, when Alberto Del Rio was, you wouldn't even it. watch TNA if Del Rio was on it. No, for Del Rio. <laughs> Del Rio was the only reason I turned on WWE for several years. I didn't. I did. I, did. I, would I don't like Del Rio that much. I love Del Rio. Yeah, I'm not that big a fan. I thought he was awesome. He's all right. And I, and I, and I thought, did they never messed up a babyface push as badly as they did when they tried to push him as a face and just kept on. Yeah, yeah, and then it got that, worse. You know, yeah. I liked him when he first showed up. Mm-hmm. I'll say that I did. And, you know, as much as I'll say, like, I don't like watching Del Rio, mm-hmm. a lot of people really enjoy, like, that's like he's one of the few people who moves around like 
people actually want to watch him. I really like him. So like it helps like yeah. even like my our site Lucha World it helps that he's around. Mhm. Cuz it means people are going to actually visit the site whereas like if he's not around <laughs> nobody's actually going to visit him and Mystico Mystices. Well, and and uh, okay so how about now that he's on the AAA scene what do you envision? Do you think it's going to be kind of do you think he's going to have a real fresh well, he's doing really well there, so... Cool, because I haven't seen anything he's yeah. done there yet. You haven't? No, I haven't. I thought that was you your homework. the only thing I've done <laughs> I thought that was your homework. <laughs> um, My homework is um, still the Bobby Zavala match. Oh, that's right. You yet. still haven't watched it. You'll do, you're going to be late. You're going you're, you're gonna to finish your homework by the end of the semester. <laughs> that's right. That's um, well, right. you know, the thing is, like, it's going to be interesting, because if he's still in AAA, then he's Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Lucha Underground takes about, what is what was it, like 12 weeks? 12 weeks of your of your of tapings. Yes. So you're basically going to AAA the other time. You're splitting that, then you're going to split it maybe Japan and then another promotion in the US. That kind of seems like mm. a lot of doesn't seem realistic. It doesn't seem like it seems like a lot of work and I'm guessing it's at you the end. You have a tight schedule. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to like fulfill us, so especially cuz AAA like all their shows are like on the weekends mm. and they run in a bunch of little like cluster of shows now, all at once now he is over with the fans yeah yeah he's he's cool. the most over guy in um, AAA right now that's he's awesome. he's the one most well I mean Mysticis is basically invisible now like he's kind of like people have forgotten him right. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, you know it's a, it, it happens like it happens with anybody mm-hmm. the new the new flavor of the month is going to be the hot name right and, and just the way he exited WWE yeah and it, it became like, like a yeah it's like he got wronged yeah. yeah, so he's main eventing um, Guerra de Titanes on um, December 7th versus Tejano, Hijo Tejano, mm-hmm. for the AAA Mega Heavyweight title. Very cool. Should be, that should be a good, yeah, that should be a good match. That should be a good match. You know, well, that's the other thing with um, Alberto. He fits better with um, the heavyweights and um, the stars in um, AAA. Because mm-hmm. you got Tejano, you got Perro, Junior, um, Messias, you got more of a, a group of guys. Yeah, and also, also, you know, WWE. In WWE, also, uh, he yeah. wasn't gonna. What was he gonna do? Be the fifth partner in uh, John Cena exactly. or something? Yes, I mean the one good thing about WWE is he became the character he is rather than Dos Cars Junior. You know what's amazing is how bad WWE has as a main event crew. I don't think there's a promotion that has like a a more unbalanced. Like there's really nobody that interests me. You know, I only you basically, see it on paper. I don't watch it, but it does look like. Who are these guys? I mean, I know they're they're trying to make new talent. Because your main event crew is basically John Cena and mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins. Can you imagine if they left? <laughs> I know. Well, it's when not CM, happen, well, but... when CM, well, who thought CM Punk le- when That's he right. left? I mean, very true. But I mean, like with AAA, you have Del, you have all these fresh matchups like Del Rio versus Tejano, Del Rio mm-hmm. versus Pero, Mysticis versus Pero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Messias versus somebody. You have the like their entire card. I mean, Guerra de Titanes. Their openers, Dinastia versus Mini Charlie Manson. What they did was they had uh, Mini Charlie Manson on the last on one of the most recent tapings. He showed up as a fan mm-hmm. to celebrate with Dinastia. Like, oh, we're we're I'm yes. the number one fan. And as soon as they were celebrating, he attacked them, took off the mask, and it was revealed to be Mini Charlie Manson, uh, who looks like sweet. a like a he. I, I don't really like him. <laughs> And then the the second match is on uh, Fabio Apache in a, a surprise luchador, which I think is gonna might be Ivelisse mm-hmm. versus Sexy Star and Taya Valkyrie, which is, so doesn't sound very. Apache is gonna be working her butt off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Then you have the triangle of the tag team titles in a three way: 
um, Angelico and Jack Evans defending versus Phoenix and Mysticies. Sweet. Versus Joe Leader and Pentagon Jr. Which kind of like, Pentagon Jr. joined the Perros del Mal. Mm-hmm. Him and Joe Leader are new members of Pe- Perros del Mal. Because that group basically is just Perro Jr. <laughs> basically <laughs> right now. So, um, but you know, Joe Leader's awful. But I mean, there's enough guys where you could do something yes. with them. And then the fourth match is, um, but see like, even the third match. That's the third match, and you're already interested. You already have, like, a main event level guy in Mysticies working with guys who are under, you know, mid-card guys mm-hmm. who could get a little bit more of a, you know, a little more of a interest from the fans. Like, hey, look, right. these guys. And I think that's the one thing AAA does better than other promotions. They're actually balancing out their their lineups. It's not like all, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have, like, Cholo and Akuma versus... Um, uh, Bengala and uh, Leono right. you know like CMLL does yes. every single time and then their fourth match is um, Psycho Circus defending the AAA Trios title versus the Hell Brothers who are now Averno mm-hmm. Chessman and Cybernetico coolness a really cool trio but see that at least there's another trio mm-hmm. three guys who are main eventers Murder the Psycho Circus Psycho Clown is a main event guy mm-hmm. the fifth match is look at this the fifth match is Mass versus Mass Aerostar versus Superfly those are mid card guys. Yes, as your semi main event. That's kind. That's like and that's cool. cool. Yes. That's cool. So they get a little bit of a. Well, that's been some of the frustration too. There's a lot of guys that yeah should and, be pushed. And so what they're doing, they're bound, I'm not sure if that's going to be the exact lineup how they do. And then the main events, Del Rio versus um, Tejano Jr. But I mean, that's still like that's very balanced. I mean, they might change it up where they mix it up. Right. Somebody that sound like a fun show. <laughs> that sound like a fun show. That actually, I'm surprised they haven't announced that it's going to be on iPay-Per-View, Although I would. <laughs> I've had my bad experiences with iPay-Per-Views. I'm skipping it this time. I think they should think long and hard about how iPay-Per-Views are going to go out. they got to figure out some other way of doing it. And on that note, we will be right back after this very important word from somebody who is not one of our sponsors. How long has it been since you've held a pretty young girl in your arms? The naughty stewardesses would like to take care of your problem. Fly first class with the naughty stewardesses, the cutest, curviest, most caressable hostesses who will ever take care of you. If you're past 40, Debbie's for you. She likes older, more experienced men. If you're young with hot plans, check Jane. If a groovy soul sister's your dish, beautiful Barbara more than fills the bill. And for those way out scenes, don't miss Margie. Everything turns her on. The naughty stewardesses are what you think they are. And more. Each one is a piece of class. Come and meet the naughty stewardesses. You'll love their takeoff. All new, in color. Rated R for adults. And we have returned from AAA into CMLL. What are Lots of news in CMLL this this like last two weeks a lot tell us about it kurt <laughs> i just know kidding. nothing about it <laughs> is kurt, it another kurt. are they having five tournaments well kurt you got part of it right there uh, will be a tournament on december 26th oh dear but let's start with the big news which is very depressing oh, no. rush suffered a leg injury in one of those all elite shows mm-hmm. initially they thought it might have been a it was worse at that time they thought it might have been a sprained ankle but it ended up being a, like a fractured fibula. They had to have he had surgery this past Thursday. He's going to be out ten to twelve weeks, oh, three months. That's close. without him. Thing to a tragedy. Yes, in CMLL. it's horrible. Like that's very bad news. 
because being Bernables have been like the most entertaining thing on that on their shows mm-hmm. at times. Absolutely, match quality hasn't been that great at times. They had some. Pull, they should pull a Brian Pillman where he's out there in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes, and just and cheering the fans and cheering his team he would on or be something. Great doing. He that. would be great as that, and he would probably do it because mm-hmm. I mean, there. That's the one thing I like about Rush. Like he does all these shows when he does the talk show and everything. He plays the character. I think he's the only one that still does it. Like him and Sombra. Sombra does the, the total asshole cool. thing. They had him on um, Informal the week before he broke his leg, and they were asked. They were like talking about they ha- they give out tickets during mm-hmm. the during the show at their very start. So then they're like, they asked the Ingobernables if they could do this at the end just to repeat themselves. So then Rush gets very annoyed and he's like, how about I give you, uh, the fans, I'll give them seven tickets if they stop asking these stupid questions. <laughs> Not only you guys, but this announcer guy. Oh, and he couldn't remember the, the one other guy, the Miguel Reducindo. Oh, he, he couldn't remember his name, which is the... So he said announcer guy? No, yeah, he's like that other guy over there. <laughs> do, you, do you know that was Ernie Ladd's gimmick? Yeah, he, well, the, 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 the guy who hosts the show is um, Julio Cesar Rivera, who right. I, I'm sure you've seen. The, the other guy is part of the, pro, um, the, the press department, Miguel Reducindo, who we call CML Miguel. Because he was on a show years ago with um, AAA Miguel, mm-hmm. Miguel Fonseca, who's one of the bookers in um, in AAA, and they had like so we we differentiate them as AAA Miguel and CMLL Miguel. Uh, so then when he was like talking about, he's like, "Who's that? Whoever that guy is? How about you just tell him not to like ask these stupid I mean, questions?" Ever since I can remember, Ernie Ladd, whenever he was being interviewed, when he'd cut a promo, he says, "Let me tell you one thing, Mr. TV announcer." <laughs> it didn't matter where he was; everybody was Mr. TV announcer. So then um, they keep going and like. La Sombra chimes in and he's like, I will give out double passes if you guys stop asking these stupid <laughs> questions. And I was just laughing and I thought, why don't they just have Rush on the show every week just to like, or have him host, be like the commentator. Because yes. I think it would be hilarious. Like, because he hates everybody. Like he does the whole like, like they'll ask him why, um, they were asking him why not, um, why not add Di- Diamante Azul to the, the, the team? Mm-hmm. And they just kind of shit on Diamante Azul. Because <laughs> oh like, he sucks, that's why. Oh. But they like Marco Corleone. So um, Marco Corleone is filling in for Rush. Mm-hmm. But the thing that happened is um, since Rush got hurt, um, La Sombra is um, touring Japan right now. Right. So there's no need for the Ingobernables. So La Mascara is on his own. Mm-hmm. So there's no... And probably feeling lonely. Yeah, so there's no Ingobernables for like at least three months. Which kind of really sucks. That does suck. Um, right after that, they announced the ca- there was a cage match with everyone's hair on the line on in early December. Mm-hmm. And Rush was going to be in that because Rush has been feuding with Ultimo Guerrero. Yes. So now instead, uh, Marco Corleone takes his spot. So they have the 10 guys, Blue Panther, Felino, Shocker, Terrible, Ray Bucanero, Ultimo Guerrero, because the promotion's built around him, Maximo, Cavernario, Volador, and Marco Corleone. So they have Ultimo Guerrero on CMLO Informa. Mm-hmm. He does it every other two, every other week, basically now, which is really annoying because it's how many times can you hear, "Oh, Ultimo Guerrero, you're the best. You're <laughs> you're of otro nivel." So he's on the show. Cavernario's on the show, and Volador Junior's on the show. Volador Junior sounds like he's trying to start his own angle. <laughs> like, cause no he's way. so like desperate, like like because Ultimo Guerrero's talking about Rush, how he's disappointed, he's hurt. He's like, so then um, Volador Junior said. Um, why are you worried about Rush when I'm here and I've been around for a lot longer and all this stuff? And so, like, <laughs> so I'm like, dude, what, what's going on? Like, all of a sudden, this guy's starting his own feud. So the they have Blue Panther feuding with um, Cavernario. Mm-hmm. And then they have Maximo feuding with, um, I think it's um, Cavernario also. 
Then Felino's feuding with Ray Bucanero. So it's all these it's all these different yeah. groups like feuding. Ultimo Guerrero didn't even know Ray Bucanero was in the was in the cage match until the, they reminded him on the show, and he's like, "Oh, really? I didn't know that." So that's the other match. That same show, Mystico Two came out. It was a press conference. It was a press conference. Then they held the the mm-hmm. show. Mystico Two came out and announced. I think um, what was it? Early or late August, he had announced that he might come back for the anniversary show. Right. He didn't. Which is wise. Yeah, so then... Yeah, I mean, that was a nasty break. Well, he was in a automobile... What was yeah. it? A motorcycle accident? So, um, yeah, and then how many times did they show, like, them putting the... Inserting the rod into his leg? I mean, <laughs> how many times did you... I, I'm pretty sure that's pretty bad if they're inserting exactly. a rod. Exactly. I think they were rod. trying to stimulate our appetite. Yeah. You know, like, oh, gonna have dinner? Well, watch this first. So he comes out, and he announces that he's vacating the CMLL um, welterweight title. So they announced they're going to hold the tournament. You know... This being CMLL, like if you don't follow CMLL very well, you would think, wow, why didn't they do this? If he got hurt like in May or June, why didn't they do this like in July or August since that would have been 30-day clause or whatever, 60-day mm-hmm. clause? And then you have to remind that person this is CMLL. They don't really follow anything. There's no logic to what they do. So um, they end up announcing that they're going to hold a tournament in, on December 26th. And Mystico decides to announce that he wants to be the first challenger to the, to the new champion. Mm-hmm. So they announced the 10 guys who are um, actually some of them are pretty good on Fuego, Ray Cometa, right. Mascara Dorada, Nero Casas, and a couple of guys you really don't think have a shot. Ch- um, Titans in it. A couple of other guys. There's about five guys that have no shot of winning it. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Phil, Filler, which of course you think Filler, that one of those guys ends up winning it, mm-hmm. which probably will end up being Pulvera that wins it. Right. So then um, right after that, I think yesterday, or actually earlier today, no, actually it was yesterday. New Japan announces the 17 guys that are going for their January Fantastica Mania show. Mystico 2 is on that list. Mm-hmm. So that basically means that Mystico 2 will be back like sometime between December 26th when that tournament's <laughs> going on right to, the, to the early January, which mid-January or whatever. Carvernario too, yeah? Carvernario's cool. going. I can tell you the list right now. Um, they had announced Ultimo Girl and Carvernario earlier. Okay. Atlantis is going. La Sombra. Volador Jr., Mystico 2, uh, like uh-huh. I mentioned, Gran Guerrero, okay, Mr. Niebla, uh-huh. who is currently suspended for wrestling dr- under the influence. Oh, no way. What, yes. What's the story about that? He was drunk. But I mean... So what I- story do you need for Mr. Niebla? He shows up drunk. Half the- uh, but, 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 but I'm assuming to the effect where it... It was bad. Up. It was bad. Yeah, he messed okay. up. He messed up. It, it was, a lot of people There was a match. There was a match. I can't remember what, what match it was, but... Um, he, people who saw the match can tell you that he was clearly drunk. Even somebody who knew nothing about wrestling yeah, could say, there's could say there was something there. wrong. Um, Mascara Dorada. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Pulvera. Mephisto. Okumura, of course. Mm-hmm. Angel de Oro. Stuka Jr. Recometa. Cool. Triton. Triton, I mean. Triton. And Stigma. <clears throat> Stigma is a Puebla guy who's related... Um, I think he's related to Panico. Okay, which is why and the black black cat. The relation <laughs> yep. to black cat. They're they're booking him as related to black cat. Gotcha. So a tribute, but then like everybody starts complaining about how why isn't Rey Hechicero and um, Titan going? Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Lee, Cachorro, mm-hmm. all these other guys. Why aren't they going? I know they got when they deserve deserve. There. But then I thought, but then I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll get like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, wow, you know, Mister Niebla's gone. 
good. Gran Guerrero's gone mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Ultimo Guerrero's gone good. Maybe that means Nero Casas and Titan. Right. You yeah, know, all these Echicero, you get something different. But it being CMLL, you know they're going to yeah. fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. <laughs> and, and even if they, say, even if they were thinking sensibly, you would think, okay, do we send our finest to go out of town and then we just have the skeleton? Yeah, yeah. So you, you got to keep some. Yeah, but. Yeah, and then you know. I, rem- I remember that short time I booked for uh, Mishinoku. I remember Wally Yamaguchi saying, "Okay, each time you pick some guys to bring here, don't pick three great guys. Pick maybe two really good guys and a couple of guys who are just okay." Says, says. So it doesn't ruin your the your the local indies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also he was saying he's saying, how's he put it? He says. There's only so many people who will probably blow us away, and don't try to send them all, all at once. once. Yeah. So on the next tour, you can send us two different guys who are really, really polished, and a few guys who you know get the job done. Well, you know what I think is going on is like with well with Grand Guerrero, Grand Guerrero, obviously the relationship with Ultima mm-hmm. Girl, but then he also wears the same mask. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a little bit of that gotcha. going on where they're like, hey. We have to sell this mask, so he's good. he's still gonna wear it. Right. Ultimo Girl's still probably gonna wear it. He'll take it off. Oh, and um, Ultimo Girl explained. Remember you? I, I don't know if you ever asked about the head bandage he has. The little, he did, yeah. Um, he told the story of why he wears it still. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that, um, like the week before um, the anniversary, mm-hmm. he had actually wrestled Atlantis and he got a cut on his forehead, mm-hmm. and he kept wearing the cut, the, the the head the head bandage. He had to wear it, so he wore it after after the. The anniversary and everything he still had it on so when a, somebody made a, a an action figure of him a figurine or whatever it is they included the the bandage oh, cool. and so he bought the he bought the figure right and he thought he gave it to give it to his mom and he thought he looked kind of cool so he started he said nobody else wears that so i'll just keep wearing it <laughs> which is kind of funny well you know you know and then, idea. and then you think oh that's you know you're thinking that's silly but then you're thinking what about harlem heat remember they used to wear those nose um mm-hmm. strips oh, totally totally who whoever thought that was like interesting you always have the or guys who wear like band-aids on their head faces yeah. like the or rappers you and got stuff. a little something that'll have people talking and have a lot of people wondering why yeah you know? yeah so i i thought that was interesting when he was explaining it but you know it's just funny how they have um they have all these um I'm surprised stigma is going. Of all the guys, I'm actually that's probably the one that I'm most surprised go- is going. Just because I don't even think like the CML people actually. Even know. He's not somebody. Well, I mean, they I know him. They know him because he's related. But like the fans probably don't know him that well. Like I don't think they yeah. do. No. Um, so that same press conference, there was a big announcement. Blue Panther's sons are changing their names. Mm-hmm. Cachorro will now be known as the Panther. Okay. And Black Panther. I don't think... Have you seen Black Panther? I think you might have seen them in that... Um, you saw the En Busca, that Torneo Cibernetico, yes, mm-hmm. where it was all the 16 guys to determine... Oh, the, the fireworks. Yeah, where, where they had... that match. Where they had the eight guys who were going, and the other eight weren't. Remember yes. that? Because I remember you were telling me about oh, that. Oh, it's so funny. I'll never forget that match, because most people would describe it as a spot fest, but to me, it was like a fireworks show. I mean, people were just flying yeah. all over the place, and it's something that... When you think of logically, so many people involved in one match, all those spots should have been there. Been, been there should have been so many fuck ups. There should have yeah. been so many mistakes, but it was beautiful. It was really cool. Yeah. So Black Panther will now go as Blue Panther Junior. Cool. That and works. Um, it was funny because um, Blue Panther was saying that he was going to go as Divino Lagunero. Mm-hmm. That was actually the trio name, those Divinos Laguneros. Mm-hmm. But he kind of implied that he was going as that name. So I'm guessing what it's going to be is like when they introduce him, 
they're just going to introduce him as El Divino Lagunero Blue Panther. Right. Just to differentiate differentiate him from Blue Panther Jr. Mm-hmm. But um, Cachorro's uh, mask looked pretty cool. It was like a silver gold type of um, the, 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 the cat part. Oh, cool. And then white. The rest of it was like a white beige looking color. So it kind of has a Blue Panther-ish look. Yeah, but it's like, it's a little different. I don't know, but I don't, I'm not sold on the Panther name because there's been other people who have used the Panther name. Mm -hmm. There was even like, I think there was, I might be, I think I'm right on this. I think Rob would know better. Um, There was a guy in AAA who wrestled as the Panther Mm -hmm. briefly. Like years ago, years ago. the Panther name has been used oodles of times yeah that. yeah Oogie but i think history, that's that's the one i remember the one yeah that's the one i remember most recently mm-hmm. um so that's i mean i'm guessing black panther's gonna get more bookings being blue panther jr i would think so and, especially yeah. since it's pretty it's not like a huracan ramirez thing where there's a hundred of yeah them. yeah the, the he got very emotional and like they, when he got the mask he's like oh, he said cool. so and his dad hugged him and everything Cachorro wasn't as emotional. <laughs> but he's also like a hell of a lot I, better. Yeah, I did that I did that tradition though. I dig how they get so into Yeah. It. I love it. Yeah, um what else was going on in CML? Um Apollo Dantes is no longer in charge of Arena Coliseo. In Guadalajara? Guadalajara? Nope, no longer. Uh, do you think anything will change? He was running good shows lately. Oh was he really? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah. I think they kind of killed that territory. Like, it's, it's been just, dead for a while. Yeah, it's it's even if even when they run good shows, it's kind of not as packed. But I think it's also just because there's it's hard to get people now to go to. I think now you kind of instead in the past you used to think sellouts. Now you're thinking like, hey, maybe we could get five or six thousand people to these shows. <laughs> that's, that's and if you don't get that, it's like, or you know, like for a random Mexico, like whatever fills like or sixty percent, sixty percent capacity. Now is it strictly that they've just gone too long having sucking booking or are there other reasons or is it well they had a lot they had to run shoot themselves in both feet Guadalajara had a period was really bad but lately it's been really good like he's been getting like some of the main event guys showing up more often any word who's going to be filling his shoes Kurt Brown no just kidding (laughs) which Kurt Brown the other Kurt Brown (laughs) Uh, Jerry Brown there's a Jerry Brown Brown. there's a Jerry Brown in Mexico is there really yeah yeah. Shall I shall I uh, shall I chastise him for stealing my gimmick that yeah. Al, Al Timko you're, gave? Me? Yeah, you were gonna be Jerry Brown Jr., right? Were you? Jerry I was Brown? rocking Jerry Brown, and you, I remember Ed Moretti even saying, "Why not just call him Kurt Brown?" I mean, <laughs> Jerry Brown. Is it rocking Jerry Brown? Nobody knows who Kurt Brown is. Yeah. But it's like you could have been part of the Brown family. You could have started like instead of the the Grams, could have been the Browns. That's right. That's right. Jerry Damn, Brown. I could have called myself Governor Brown. <laughs> then you could have brought in Brickhouse Brown. <laughs> Brickhouse Brown. <laughs> you and Brickhouse. Your brother from from the South. Yes, yes. That yes. would have been great. And not from another mother. We no. both had the same mom. Um, have you been watching any CML lately? I haven't watched no CML. Um, believe it or not. A couple of things that I think you should watch. Um, okay. Dragon Dragon Lee Two versus Kamatachi. I think I was going to bring that up last week. Wait, was that the lightning the lightning match? match? I think I you saw that. that. Where they nearly that. killed each other. Oh, my God. I love the moves Dragon Lee does, but I get so scared he's going to crash and burn. I love how when he gets dropkicked by Kamatachi from the, mm-hmm. you know, when he runs off the ramp into a dropkick, he takes the bump and instead of just, like, falling back, he just does a little extra roll, like, yes, like a head bump. Yes. Like, he just lands on his head. Um, yeah, but some of the stuff they do, like that, that the Phoenix driver, whatever the hell it's called, I mean, that thing looks dangerous. I know. The, I know. Uh, I, I, the Phoenix, the... the 
the Plex. I'm a huge fan of his, but I, I hope he knows what he's doing. I, I get really freaked out. I don't mind because I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know him either, but I just still, I mean... It's cool watching like somebody just go. Out. You know what it is? It's like watching Rush, like like in a small form, mm-hmm. form, form, and being able being able <laughs> yeah. to do all these moves. Whereas Rush wasn't doing all these like crazy things. Yeah. Although Rush was um, the other match, Ultima Girl versus um, Rush from the Dia de los Muertos show. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that might have been better than Atlantis versus um, Ultima Girl. Really? Okay, I liked I'll it. I liked it. That. It was really good. Um, the end of it. They were supposed to, like, they had, you know, the theme was the inf- CML versus Inframundo. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to have, like, the losers were supposed to go to hell. <laughs> I love that. So I they don't show, that. so all of a sudden, all you see is, like, when Rush loses, him and the Ingobernables are leaving. And you see, like, these four muscular, like, skeleton-looking dudes yes. chasing him. But you don't see, like, you don't see them taking him to hell. or oh. They don't show that. And it's like, man, talk about bad editing. Talk about a stipulation not delivered. I just, that's where that's, CML pisses me off. They don't oh, hear that stuff. No, you should go all the way with that. Yeah. And from heaven to hell and back, we'll be back in just one moment. You'll have a real blast when your eyeballs pop at the wild, blasting music that has the whole country hopping. And the wild, blast-off girls who have the musicians popping the strings on their guitars. Blast-off girls. This picture is so hot, it literally vibrates on the screen. Jumping young teeny boppers get with it to the savage beat of the big blast. Last off, girls. Nobody will fall asleep watching this picture. Here's Bougie Baker, king of the rock group. Bougie never blows his cool, no matter how hot the music blasts. Meet the Blast Off Girls, a red-hot mob of rambunctious tiger kittens on the prowl. They are the fire that blows up your blood to the boiling point. It's a gas, a jam-up, the blast of the year, a riot of color, excitement, and fun. It's what's happening, baby, and it's happening right here. If you've been wondering what it's all about, here's your chance to get with it and ride it to the top. See it here. Blast off, girls. You'll have a blast. We're back. We are back, Fredo. (laughs) Frito. Frito. How can I forget Frito. I have more matches for you, Kurt. Yes, you interrupted me. I rudely me. interrupted yeah. you because there's very some there's some important communication that needed to be delivered. Uh, Kurt, Kurt thinks it's easy to add these commercials to these shows. I think he's kind of going to. Well, it is because I'm not the one doing <laughs> yes. it. I'm not the one adding them. That's uh, that's the beauty of it. Titan versus Polvora was okay. good from this past Sunday. You know, how I say Sunday yes. shows suck. This past Sunday show, um, what was this past Sunday? What was the date? I can't remember the date. <laughs> Yeah, this I past Sunday. Yeah, this past Sunday. I wonder if I have a. Well, this past Sunday, Titan versus Polvora. They had this really cool spot at the very end mm-hmm. where Titan is um, doing this dive, where he does a dive to the outside, and um, and Polvora moves out of the way, mm-hmm. and Titan just hits the guardrail. Holy jeez! But he doesn't get pinned. He kicks out. He still keeps kicking out, mm-hmm. and finally ends up getting the win at the end, which wow. I thought was pretty cool. Considering how CML always makes our guys lose. <laughs> I like how my our guys lose. It was the 16th. Yeah, it was the 16th. The show, the CML Sunday show from the 16th mm-hmm. was the show you should watch. Was the one I should watch. Yes. Okay. Um, not all of it, just the, the, that match. And then um, you got to watch uh, Metallico's entrance as Pepe El Toro. Really? He comes out singing, like he like the like uh-huh. uh, lip syncing. 
and he dances around and does all that stuff. But the funniest thing is, like, the match starts. Mm-hmm. He's still wearing pants, and as the match starts, the man- the pants fall off. <laughs> like it's like it's like it's sort of like this comedy thing. Like like um, Lucha Blog just kept um, Cubs fan just kept posting all these like gifs of all this stuff. Caught in my choners. Yeah, it was hilarious. So that's another thing you gotta watch. Okay, I'll watch that. So that's all for CMLL. I'm getting homework, folks. Yeah, CMLL. I'm report back. So um, we should actually talk about something that you're a part of. Okay. That I'm that we're all very upset at you for. Not really doing more, making more of an effort. Okay, what? Where have I fallen short? You are part of the Hall of Fame voting ah, yes. panel for yes. the Wrestling Observer, and this past week, Dave Meltzer announced the the what was it the the two intra, entrance uh, the, the inductees inductees yeah to the Wrestling Observer Hall. Yeah. I know the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. One of them was um, voted in. Which was the Rock and Roll Rock and Express. Express. And the other one was an in, in Ray de- Fabiani, was it? Ray Fabiani, who was inducted. Who I have heard of. Before, Never heard of. But, er, but ever since. I know, I heard I, the name. Here's, here's what I want to know Did Missy Hyatt, at, did you at any point see Missy Hyatt write? Never heard of him. <laughs> How did he get in? For those who haven't, Kurt, you could explain yeah, the story. The, the the story is, you know, Ray Fabiani is one of those additions who is like a somebody who is very powerful in the business and is a shoe in. But a lot of his, even historians are unaware of him. Yeah, I've heard his name, but as it turns out, this guy was a powerful force in the wrestling industry. So. You know, Dave has a category of overlooked performers, and he has a small panel of folks who give it a thumbs. Are up. you in that? Panel? I am not in that. Oh panel. wow! And you got to be pretty smart to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not pretty smart. <laughs> me working on it, though. Me, I, I work hard. Uh-huh. I work hard. Um, so you know, Fabiano is one of those overlooked. Figures. Fabiani. I was going to tweet. I was going to be like a total like, dick and write, Ray Fabiani, only one I know is Lou Fabiano. You remember the, the, <laughs> yes, the, the remember USWA wrestler? I remember yeah, him. Yeah. I remember him well, actually. Uh, at, or, or, or King Fabiano. King Fabiano, we know. He's overlooked. Yeah, yes. he's overlooked. He's a great guy. There's a Hall of Fame for just good, good folks. Yeah. So, he um, belongs. So anyway, back to the story. Uh, in 2008, after lobbying for over three years, Steve Sims and I finally convinced Dave Meltzer that Martin Cardigan is somebody who would would not get voted into the Hall of Fame, but if you had more people in South America voting, he would be a shoe in I mean, this guy... This guy reinvented professional wrestling in Argentina. Yeah. And he brought it from something that was a not, you know, kind of a dying industry and turned it into something new. He turned he was Vince McMahon before Vince McMahon. Uh-huh. You know, he I, I won't go as far to say he was as clever a businessman or as powerful a force as McMahon. But South America never had a promoter like him. And and it, it was ludicrous if you're going to have a legit Hall of Fame for him not to be in there. There's even a few wrestlers, and I'm not going to push that hard on them, but there's a few wrestlers who should be in there, too, from Argentina. So, we, Steve Simpson and I find... All this hard work you guys did. 
Yeah, and he finally got in. And what's even better is Steve Sims and I tag-teamed and wrote a bio on Cardigan. What we did is I wrote a bio, then I emailed it to him, then he threw stuff into the bio and kind of wrote a bio of him, sent it back to me, and I put more stuff in, and we tried to figure which stuff was legit, what to leave out. Uh-huh. Long story short, I think we came up with a really, really good bio on Cardigan, and... Uh, you know, Meltzer said he's in, and I was I was on cloud at nine. I was really happy, and uh, it was especially fun time to work on it because that was when I uh, uh, that was when I had lymphoma, yeah. and concentrating on something like that really got my mind off uh, having all these chemicals put in me. <laughs> but, um, uh, so then, the one comment you get about it is from <laughs> the, the, one of the first comments I got. I, I one I got to say was it, it was on your website, right back then? Because I remember reading it. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Uh, How did she find your website, though? That's actually. You the, know, I don't know. Actually, yeah, that's actually that's a good question. Yeah, I think you wrote something about him, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then, and then Dave linked to it. And then Dave linked to it. Yeah, I yes, think that's yes. Yeah. So you know, so I, it was so cool because one, I was getting a lot of emails from people and. What was even cooler is Meltzer wrote in the newsletter, uh, you know, Kurt Brown, who put a lot of work into this, is going through some serious health issues. Uh, I got a lot of snail mail from people because he put my street address in there, too. Damn. Did you give your home phone number? Because <laughs> it, it is Dave. I mean, Dave would do that. <laughs> you're like, you're thinking, God, don't, Dave. <laughs> what hours I'm home? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sh- uh, uh, Call him anytime. He's he never sleeps. <laughs> yeah, a, a tracer of what my key looks like. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, no, I got I got uh, about a dozen letters, uh, even from some folks like in Australia. I got two letters from wow, Australia. That's saying, cool. We really dug this. Never knew about this guy. This was well, Missy Hire's response response was was I don't get it it he sounded really something like he sounded really cool and it was an interesting story but I never heard of him and I don't think anybody else of and how did he get into the Hall of Fame <laughs> I don't see think he could have gotten enough votes and so I wrote back to her and I explained the whole overlooked uh, yeah section you know I still and, don't get it <laughs> yeah she wrote yeah but I don't see how he could have got voted in with the Hall of Fame so many people don't know him it's almost like my explanation. I know. Was I know. It's like it's, and you always find this stuff. Like every, you always find somebody who just because they don't know who that person is, they think, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't belong in something. But then you're like, other people know who this person is. Oh, exactly. Like with music, like music. I don't know who the fuck certain musicians are. Like I'll watch a country. Like if I see somebody tells me that's a country singer, and I was like, oh, cool. Is he famous or something? And they'll say, yeah, he's pretty famous. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I don't know him. Doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> doesn't in mean, That doesn't mean he's awful. It just means I don't like his music, you know? Exactly. Country's, yeah. yeah, I don't think country sucks. I just, it doesn't do anything for me. And yeah. so I hear people at work bringing up uh, country singers. Different stuff. Like, like, I heard the name, but I have no idea what they wrote. There's always like, like, Grumpy Cat. Yes. Grumpy Cat. I've never heard of that till the day that they... Um, they mentioned that he was going to be on the on Raw, Neither. so I looked it up and I said like, okay. And then they said that he had a lot of followers on Face on whatever mm-hmm. social media he was on, and it's like, but that doesn't mean that just because I don't think it's interesting or cool doesn't mean other people are are not going to know who it is. You know, it just means I don't know who it is. It's exactly. not in my it's exactly. not in my world. So I'm, I'm not thinking about that stuff. There's... And that's when when you talk about wrestling, I mean, I can't really get upset like when somebody doesn't vote in like a. A luchador that I I mm-hmm. like because 
a lot of those people probably don't even know who that person was. So it's oh, like, exactly. I can't really get that exactly. upset. So then, <laughs> yeah, the only time I got, I got, I got a little livid was when Doctor Ju- Doctor Wagner fell short two years ago, yeah. but he got in. Yeah, that was the only time when I thought, okay, that's the. That's the uh, archetype of an yeah. overlooked wrestler. He well, you know, and this is the this is the thing. Like we were talking about, we'll talk about Rock and Roll Express mm-hmm. in a bit. But um, about the lucha guys, it's like people think that because um, you're Mexican mm-hmm. or you you're a reporter in Mexico. Because I think this happened with Ernesto Campo. Right. I think a lot of people that the super luchas guy, he's not really somebody who grew up watching wrestling in the fifties, forties, fifties. He's not right. that old. He's Grew up in the... I think he started watching wrestling in the 80s or 90s, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have an attachment or know a lot about... He might have read about this person, but he doesn't have the the actual knowledge of that person at that time. Because I know he didn't vote for Dr. Wagner because he thought he was too much like Averno. And I thought, at that Averno level, and I thought, that's not even... <laughs> he's a lot of... Oh, that's, it, it's either you're overthinking wow. Averno... You're either thinking Averno is that much better, or you're putting down Dr. Wagner's level. Because, exactly. And we're talking about Dr. Wagner Sr. We're not talking about Dr. Wagner Yeah, Jr. we're talking about the, the yeah. granddaddy of them all. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who had one of the most serious trios in Mexican history, and he and Angel Blanco Sr., I mean, they were a big part of Solitario getting over. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Solitario would have been a big star anyway, but they were a vehicle for getting You need over. that, yeah. And I think that's, that's, the, that's where people always get like this whole, like, like Cien Caras. A lot of people who don't vote for Cien Caras, it's because they didn't see him like before he got old and yes. bad. Yes. Like a lot of us are like, oh, he drew a lot and all this stuff, but the person doesn't have that attachment to it. Like they don't know who. No, it's so They true. just, yeah, you could write a bio on him, but odd star people aren't really going to think about it. Yeah, I was a little surprised and I didn't, I can't remember specifically, but Carla Flagardi got a lot more votes than I thought he would. Yeah. Which. I, oh man, I, I I know it's something he won't reveal, and well, you know, the, so. But I'd love to know who the historians are because there's sometimes I'm saying, how can Viano three not get more votes than he did? And at the same time, I'm impressed that Carlos Lagarde got so many votes because you know what's weird is like with like sports when they do Hall of Fames, you have like a little bit of a record. You have the record. You yeah. have their stats. Yes. You go with. You could go with whatever they did, and on, on, you know. As an athlete, mm-hmm. but then like with wrestling, there really isn't that thing. Like wins and losses don't mean anything. Championships are starting to mean way yes. less. Yeah. So it's like you don't really have that. Um, it's more of what that person thinks of that person. You know, like uh, of that wrestler. Right. Right. So it's like it's like if you don't like like if you watched Ultimo Guerrero and you don't know the you don't know the last four or five years like you would consider him a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but then you don't know like the last four or five years he's basically had. Been in charge of. He's basically been a big part of CMLL's booking team mm-hmm, and all that stuff. Exactly. You don't really know the the why is he like headlining all these shows? It's because he's in. He's he gets to do it because he's the boss basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, if I if although I, I do think he deserves to be and, in there. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I do too. I well, it's like say if I started watching New Japan for the next few months, I'd probably have this idea of who's the coolest and who's not, but. I haven't watched in so long. There's probably backstories that I don't understand. Yeah, with, yeah. So it's almost like I wouldn't. I'd feel like some. <laughs> I feel like I would be almost ineligible to vote on somebody like that just because I don't know their history. Well, I don't know. There's WWE guys and US wrestlers that you're probably not going to be able to vote on because you're not going to know the whole backstory to them. Yes. Yes. Like the when Daniel Bryan is in it, 
I mean, he's first basically going to go in as based as a worker, isn't he? Because he hasn't done shit in WWE, really. Right. I mean, he will be a worker, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, like, I'm not impressed with what he's done in WWE. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I, lo- I like him. Mm-hmm. But they don't do. They never did anything with him. Every time he got pushed, he got buried again, and, yes. it, and then he got I mean, hurt. That's no fault of his. Yeah, but, and then he got hurt. But yeah. There really isn't like this whole oh he drew this huge gate there is there isn't a lot of history behind. Well, and that's one of the other things is, you know, somebody who I think should be on the ballot. And again, you're the one who turned me on to Masan Great Chicana. And I don't think he's there's po- it's pointless now to like even like oh yeah yeah him and Aldana because it's not going to happen. I mean, what I would love, what I would love is I'd love. I don't know how many historians are on the panel, but I would love more emphasis on historians and historical figures. Because there's guys who know other history out there. Matt Farmer, I mean, that guy wrote a really good history on uh, the month of September September. in Mexico. He's still Uh, not done yet. Yeah, and Greg Oliver, even though he doesn't do lucha, I mean, there's an amazing... No doubt he's on the panel. But there's a lot of people who I think know Mexican wrestling... Who should be? Uh, I don't know. There should be like, and there. you know, the other thing is like, if you put in all these guys all at once, it kind of looks silly. Too. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, that's what makes a Hall of Fame special yeah. is sometimes only one person. And sometimes gets no in. one gets in, yeah, and that's exactly. the way it should be. Like, yeah. I, I kind of, but right now there's a lot of guys who probably should be in mm-hmm. that aren't going to get in, and then like, like I know like a lot of people complain about like certain guys, like Dick Murdoch and all mm-hmm. those guys, but then like, I'm not sure if they belong in the. Like, I think Dick Murdoch was great. I liked him a lot. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame guy. I don't know. Was was he a draw? I honestly don't. Know. Yeah. So it's like it's one of those things. It's similar. He'd to, be in in my book. He would be a Hall of Famer just because I really enjoyed his work. Well, it's funny. I was a huge Adrian Adonis fan. Mm-hmm. I I when he was on his game before he you know he got he- heavy and stuff. Got heavy and was you know really in, into you know coke and everything. I mean when yeah when he fell he fell hard. But as much as I liked him. Even at his best, no way would I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was really good, but, I mean, he wasn't a huge money draw. Yeah. And, you know, I hate using the word demons, but his demons kept his career from continuing on. It, yeah. it, it kind of floundered before it should. Was Barry Windham ever, like, a, I think he was a, candidate, a nominee, right? At some I point? hate to say it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and he saw, Although I don't think he, I don't, I'm not saying he should be one of the guys who should go in, but I'm saying like, was he ever? Because he was a guy who was great at one he point. He was awesome. Yeah, and yeah. then like all of a sudden he just dropped off. The well, mat. I think he's another <laughs> one. If you're going to say anything negative about him, it's not his work in the ring, but yeah, just not never was like a drawer. Yeah, and I think he, if I remember right, I think he shot himself in the foot by ditching promotions and stuff. yeah. The I think that's part. That's part of what can keep you out of a Hall of Fame. Is are you game. are you upset that Robert Gibson got into the Hall of Fame? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing because I was listening. I guess Dave must have gotten. I don't know if Dave. I don't. I, I was. I can't remember if Dave said that people told them that they didn't understand why Robert Gibson would get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, "It's the team. They go together." I think he was talking yeah. about. I think he made reference to it because he was saying that um, about the Andersons. Mm-hmm. How the Andersons haven't gotten in, but some people have suggested only going in, being considered on his own. Yeah. As a as a as a as a candidate on his own. 
And and then he's like, but then you have Buddy Robertson with the Freebirds, and then you have um, Stan Lane with the Midnight Express. Yes. And then you have um, Robert Gibson with Ricky Morton. And you have Buddy Roberts with the Hollywood Blondes. He wasn't. He's not in the Hall of Fame with the Hollywood Blondes. I don't think Blondes. so. No. no. But, but you know what I'm but then, saying. No, but I'm saying uh, what I'm saying. But when he said that, that was the other thing. When mm-hmm. he said about Buddy Roberts, I, at first I thought, does he mean Buddy Roberts sucks? But then I thought, and, and he's in because the other two guys were so much better. But um. And that's one of the things that people over, always overlook with mm-hmm. the Freebirds. They always overlook Buddy Roberts. Oh, man. Always gets was, overlooked. Yeah. But the guy was a great worker when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And then when he joined the Freebirds, he was older. But the guy played the Stooge part so well. So beautifully. Stooge, Stooge parts in, in trios are always underrated. And he still had his working shoes on, even though he's old. And I know that because know? I always I always de- diminished um, Tarzan Boy when he was with, mm-hmm. the Inferno, with um, Guerreros del Infierno. Because mm-hmm. the other two guys were great workers. And that's all you're looking at. Yes. But you always have to have that third guy has to be like a stooge, like the asshole, like the one that incites the the crowd. Yes. And um, and that's what's so great about, that's what's so great about Ingo Bernables. Rush is the the guy that incites (laughs) the crowd, you know? Um, Yeah. So, so when he said that, I thought that's kind of weird, but then like the rock and roll express, I mean, yeah, Robert Gibson got ugly and wasn't quite the worker <laughs> as Ricky Warren, but they were they were great. They like, were they great, were and they were over too. Yeah, they were I over. Mean, they were they're still over. Like even like as old guys, they were still over in the yeah, South. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's so funny because I had a friend at work when he when he when I was talking about the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, he, I can't remember where he heard about it, but he says. Were they like trying to copy the Rockers? Because you know he does. Yeah, yeah, history. yeah. But I said no. These guys. These guys uh, were before the Rockers, and if you knew regional wrestling, you'd get a better appreciation. Yeah. Of them. yeah if you see Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty at their peak, and then see the Rock and Roll Express, you'll probably want. And yeah, you'd be yeah, like, you don't you'd, know wrestling. You don't you'd know be wrestling. like, oh, the Rock and Rock and Roll Express suck. Yeah. If you're watching, because because really, Shawn Michaels or Marty Jannetty are easier to to watch. Yes. If you're a younger fan. Hmm. Because you're used to the high spots and all this stuff, whereas the Rock and Roll Express was more about selling, selling an old school, old school wrestling, where it was like more of a build up to the to the conclusion stuff like yes, that. Yes, and and you know they they weren't bad looking guys, but it's not like the '80s where you're getting where you're kind of selling sex. To yeah, ladies yeah, and then and then they they still looked like it was funny because we were talking. I think we probably talked about them like every like I think every third or fourth podcast. <laughs> so often, yes. yes, we talk about the Rock and Roll Express. Be in the Hall of Fame just for just for, just for us bringing them how, exactly. Because I remember when when you first saw them, they looked cool. Like, and I remember because I, I saw videos of them when they were younger. Because mm-hmm. I think you probably saw them before I did. When well, did the, you first see them? Okay, I first early eighties. Early eighties. Okay, here's the thing that does stick out. And this was because I I kept a separation of what's cool. In California, what's cool? In the- so they already looked. They didn't look as cool by then. No, well, well, here's the thing. In uh, this was around the time when uh, NWA talked about coming to California. Uh-huh. I can't remember when it was. Eighty seven. I think it was eighty six. Yeah. Eighty five. Yeah, but I remember. I remember since I would get videos from people like Norm Dooley and stuff like that. I would see Rock and Roll Express. And I thought, that is like rock and roll in the South. That yeah. does look cool. And they came uh, to that song, Rama, Lama, Lama, Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember talking with Dave Meltzer. I, I don't know if he'll confess this, but he says, wow, when Rock and Roll Express uh, you know, comes to L- L.A. area, I bet that's going to be over. And I'm saying, uh, Dave, 
No, they're going to be laughed at. They're going to be ridiculed. They may look rock and roll in the South, you know, pre-MTV era. I mean, MTV was around, Wait, but they they look... They do not look rock and roll in L.A. This was heavy metal. You know what? It was weird because in the 80s, since we lived in El Paso, mm-hmm. um, and this is true because we would come over on vacation to, to L.A., so we were a little more... We knew more of the right. the current style. So El Paso, even going to El Paso was always like a couple of months behind on mm-hmm. like movies and stuff like that. But then like when you would watch remember those um remember they used to show like those um when they would have like the four tops or something and they would be playing like or even like the the 60s rock and roll bands. Yes. Not not Led Zeppelin, but those mm-hmm. old rock and roll like the Righteous Brothers or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I always thought Rock and Roll Express reminded me more of. Yeah. Like yeah, that type it of does, music totally. like like Elvis or like stuff like that. Like the old tiny bands like oh here comes the old tiny band coming. And this was 1986, 87. Oh yeah. By that point, I mean, I was already like that's why Road Words were so cool cuz they looked like they were like the the current. Oh, exactly. They were like the heavy metal. They looked at, They were heavy metal, not they were like futuristic. <laughs> yes, they weren't they weren't rock and roll tiny the the rock and roll my mom and dad liked to listen to. It was yeah, like totally, Yeah, totally. Yeah, Road Words like like heavy metal. Like there I was already like by that point I think I only lasted like a year being into like um the baby face stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd already become like a diehard like you have heel to look fan. yeah, a heel, heel fan. Heart. Yeah. Yeah, but even like Jerry Estrada who was doing the rock and roll look at that mm-hmm. time? He pulled off the glam rock look better than the he rock did. and roll totally, express. Totally. He was doing glam rock. Him and Fiera were doing glam well, rock. Here's another example, and I also remember, um, you know, and when I say this, Dave Meltzer was somebody who was in Northern California. Uh, you know, there was some hip stuff there, but LA was like the play. LA and New York were yeah. where the cutting edge stuff happened. Yeah. New York was where the, the club scene and the war hall and the... And that's probably why Rock and Roll Express never had a big run in New York. Right, right. Because they Cal- probably saw them and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we had all the cutting edge, the punk and stuff like that. It's the like, Ramones were already like pretty well known by that point. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly. what was considered cool. Leather jackets and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. But, you know, the, uh, and I remember, again, I was talking to Meltzer and that was when uh, in Memphis they had show those video, music videos yeah. of... Um, uh, Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Steve Kern, where they're shirtless in these tight blue jeans, and and you're um, like, whoa! I'll come to Hollywood. Shirt, um. No, but I, 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 uh, I remember talking to Dave, and I can't remember if there's talk of them coming out there, the fabulous ones, and uh. I said, well, they better not show those videos in L.A. And, and Dave said, are you kidding? I, I, don't you think the women would love them? I said, yeah, but... The women would love them, but it's more the West Hollywood scene. And yeah. he, did, he didn't get what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, but no, but seriously, a lot of people back in the South, they didn't think of that as like this gay look. Yeah, like, yeah. Where in Hollywood, that, you know, when you'd go into West Hollywood, you, you'd see guys, you know, in very short shorts and no shirt on if they had... I remember on, watching that video know. in Texas and thinking how gay... How, like, I was like, that's pretty gay, and, but, but I gotta say, Meltzer wasn't the only person. I, when I talked to yeah. some people that I corresponded with in ten, Tennessee, I'm saying, uh, so do the boys in Tennessee uh, love the fabulous ones in their tight blue jeans? And people go, what? I don't get... I mean, they did... That yeah, because in, te- in Texas, it was cool, like, the... Bruiser Brody look was like that was what we were all into like the yeah the badass look and the type of jeans I guess yeah. was still something women dug yeah yeah to, yeah you know you know the gays. yeah but I mean Rock and Roll Express was great but I they mean were awesome. yeah, yeah they, they, they really did deserve good. it but I mean it was another era yeah they deserve it but it was another era where if you grew up watching yeah, rockers you just, you, it wouldn't make and sense and then you had like you. the rockers the Southern rockers all these other new yeah. groups coming out and I was like 
It's like I think by the by the early nineties, you were. I remember when people were like, "Why don't the Rock and Roll Express change their look?" I still remember that Nitro they appeared. Remember mm-hmm. they appeared and worked wrestled the Horsemen, Flair and Anderson. I don't remember. That. Really good match. Oh wow! But it was like old looking, like because they they they, yeah. they were old. I mean, but I think the nostalgia of them being because it was a, a southern it was a southern city. So they were in the right. So they were in the right environment. Yeah. But I mean, but you thought I I just kept thinking how many people are changing the channel because. They don't appreciate how good the match oh, exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. And they just look at Rock and Roll Express. I mean, this would have to be like a 96, 97. And they're just thinking, man, these guys are old looking. Oh, well, that's like one of the uh, uh, WCW shows in LA. Uh, Bob made an appearance. And, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing. Some older fans were really upset because people were laughing at him. Yeah. But you, you can't get on these people because they didn't know they didn't, Yeah. They just see this guy who's pretty old and pretty skinny. First time I saw Bob, I was like, man, are you serious? Yeah, I was like, yeah. this guy's a wrestler? Because he's like, yeah, he was tall, but he didn't, he did, physically, he, I don't think I've ever seen a guy who didn't look like a wrestler more than him. Oh, I know. Totally. Physically, just I, from... I'll never forget, I never saw this, but when Parata Morgan toured Japan, uh-huh. they said it was the only time in years that Baba had done a body slam. and The guy sold for him. Yeah, they yeah. said they said uh, said it was almost like Parata Morgan body slammed himself, but oh, he probably the did. crowd popped like crazy, and, and they said Baba had this big smile on his face, like yeah. like I great, body slammed somebody. Great book, great booker though. So great booker, and, all, and the, the other thing is he was so smart that he knew he was getting old. Yeah, he knew Japan, one of the few guys, one of the few guys who got it. Like he, he knew he was to be booked low on the show. Yeah, you know he the he, comedy, he, the comedy yeah, match, the comedy, and he yeah. had no problem with that. And, and I thought that was great. I always dug that. That yeah. never was. And whereas over here, you'd be watching um, WCW or like, like um, what was it? Whatever other promotion you'd be watching, like the guy who's the Booker is like in the main event. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, exactly. the world champion. It's like, what and the they fuck? should not be yeah. there. <laughs> and Kevin Nash should have been in the in the mid card match. He should have been in the mid card. Yeah, comedy know, he match. He would have been so likable in the mid card. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, matches. You well, know? he still should have been a main event guy. I mean, guys that big should be like, especially a guy who has that because he had a, a look. He had a cool look. He had to a him, cool yeah. look. Um, so what else? What else? I don't know. I think we. I think that we covered. We we should mention that um Jeff Van Gundy on um this past oh yes on a recent TV show he was um on a he was calling the the Cavaliers Spurs basketball game. Mm-hmm. I say basketball because Kurt doesn't watch basketball, so exactly. for all that's he knows, the, that's the thing where they throw the ball. Yeah, well, for all he knows, Cavaliers Spurs could have been a, a, yeah. a baseball game. That's right. That's not the thing where they run the ball past the yeah, line, um, but they put it in a net. Um. Hulk Hogan made an appearance at the Cavs Spurs game. Mm-hmm. So then um, Jeff Van Gundy started talking about how he grew up watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and he was a big fan of Great Mephisto, Kinji Shibuya, and Pepper Martin. So he grew up in Northern California. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. Him and his That's brother. Awesome. His brother's um, another. Um, I think it's only him and his. I think they might have another brother, but it's him and um, his other brother, Stan Van Gundy, who looks like Ron Jeremy. Oh no way! <laughs> they are they are the motliest looking look dudes. Oh, like funny. Jeff Van Gundy looks like a like, like somebody said he looks like a like a little. Baby Bird. <laughs> you, do you know Jeff Van Gundy? No, I no. do not. This guy's a great. But I'm a, having a picture of Ron Jeremy next to a, a little a small baby bird. Of Big Bird. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy, great coach. Coached the Knicks. Coached the Houston Rockets. Great announcer. Mm-hmm. Even better announcer, actually. But he's best known. Probably the best no, no, notoriety he has. There was a brawl between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks, like back in the late '90s or mid '90s, mm-hmm. and um, he decides 
he's got to get in between and stop no all these guys way. who are six eight and higher taller from fighting. So all you see during this big scrub of this little brawl that's uh-huh. going on is little Jeff Van Gundy, who's like probably like five six, holding on to uh, uh, what Alonzo Morning's leg. What a ballsy dude! <laughs> so you just see like this little guy holding on. To oh him. man, like, it is awesome! It's one of the you gotta look it up. Oh, like, I do just gotta, look up Jeff Van Gundy. That. I want to see. So that. then he also mentioned that his his favorite tag team was Man Mountain Mike versus Haystacks Calhoun. <laughs> Which Kurt later tells me that tag team never actually existed. That is the best I know. It never okay. existed. But what happened? They might have teamed maybe at one point. Possibly or, somewhere. Yeah. But what I remember about the two of them was Man Mountain Mike was uh, a regular here in Los Angeles from late 1973 to early 75. And uh, for most of that time, he was a baby face. And, you know... You know, he did the Haystack Calhoun thing, the overall 600 pounds. You know, but I, I say it, said this so many times, and I'll repeat it a hundred times. The dude wasn't just another big guy doing the chubby gimmick. The dude was a great worker as far as interviews, uh, baby face. When he turned heel, he was a great heel. Wow. And uh, I, I remember one particular match when he's still a baby face, and he's wrestling Ernie Ladd on TV. And Ladd gets blood, you know, he... Lad does something to draw blood, and Mount, Man Mountain Mike's face is covered in blood. And when Mountain... As the train passes. As the train passes, <laughs> but Man Mountain Mike and his overalls... Are, the he's the one doing the choo-choo. The vagabond. <laughs> but, but when he makes his comeback, he had this look of rage on his face, and the cameraman, whoever it was, got a close-up on it, and his eyes were bulging, and... And Lad, who was the consummate pro, was just backing off like, oh, my God, I pissed this guy off too, man. Yeah. But um, uh, when he turned heel, Haystack Calhoun came into the territory just as he did for like a week or two. And I always wonder how this drew because I, 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 all, all I remember was the TV hype where it says, Man Mountain Mike versus a guy who used to be his good friend, Haystack Calhoun. Two men who are 600 pounds in the ring. We are having special reinforcements in the ring. We're going to have to, you know, this is going to be like 1,200 pounds in the ring at one time. We're going to have to put extra reinforcements, make sure this ring does not collapse. And is uh, I'm not sure, but have you seen that, uh, any of the videos that people took of Super 8 movies at the Olympic Auditorium in the 70s? I've seen it, but not. Yeah, I they float know. around on YouTube. Yeah. You, but I probably I, have. I think, I, I think... They have the two of them. Really? Yeah, it doesn't it's just little snippets because that's when when you I want to watch a thirty minute match between them. An Iron Man <laughs> match, an Iron Man match, and put it on um, the El Rey yeah. Network. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad somebody remembered. Yeah, that. yeah, that I just thought it was cool. I love it. I, I was I was laughing because I saw the Observer. Somebody sent um, Dave the the info, but it was all wrong. I was like, <laughs> but I, I, you know what? It might have been wrong, but I think they, he kept talking about it like through the sh- the game. Yeah, and I wasn't really watching the game. Well, probably he was a casual fan. Yeah, so he kept he kept bringing so. up because they kept laughing at somebody mentioned that they want to see him do a, a, a podcast. Just talking about wrestling because <laughs> he's very he's very energetic, very excited. That is cool. Excited. He's very he's a very easygoing guy. Now, maybe there's a guy who should do play by play for their uh, Lucha, uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, totally. like like totally. you don't even like. I I think what it is. I think as wrestling, 
I think we kind of fall trap where we want guys who know all the moves and mm-hmm. stuff like that or know all this information. But maybe you just want somebody who just like enjoys wrestling. I want enthusiasm. Yeah, so like more than anything. So I think we're I think we're we want Jeff Van Gundy to announce. I that. agree. I well, Lucha Underground's new host. It's petition time. Jeff Van Gundy and just throw in whoever you want. Yes. And just have him like as the match is going on. I really used to enjoy Man Mountain Mike and Haystacks. I love it. I love it. And then he always has time to tell tell um during games he like. As soon as something happens, he's like, you know what I hate? <laughs> that's that's his whole thing. Like, he hates everything that goes on. Like, like if there's a foul, he hates that. He hates everything. He's like, you know what I hate? When they give you the 24-second rule. When they, it's like, dude. It sounds like one of those old-timey I guys. It. Sometimes he sounds like an old-timey Dana guy. Dana Carvey doing the grumpy old yeah. man gimmick on Saturday night. Yeah, I, th- I, I think they... I think that's the only thing I can critique Lucha Underground on is that I don't like the announcing. Yeah, I wish I was stronger. I mean... But, I mean, it's not it's not in, bad enough for me to, like... It doesn't the show for me. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, it's the still, show. I think it's still a great show. Yeah. And, you know, has it been on long enough where, where we can vote for it as best TV show in the Observer Awards? I think people are going to vote for it anyway. I hope so, because I am. <laughs> I think it's bitching. I don't even know if I, 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 I... I'm so angry at the Observer, I'm not going to vote. Still, I'm, I'm still <laughs> shocked. I'm still shocked. Remember, when I heard there was going to be this Lucha Underground show... I was just rolling my eyes saying, well, let's see what kind of a train wreck they Because yes. every time you hear about a new I'm a groundbreaking, you said that. groundbreaking promotion, every time you hear that, it it's yeah. almost always a disaster. And like every everybody and their brother has said correctly, they try to imitate WWE, and they do it terribly. And here's something that's an animal all its own. Yeah. So and you're not going to get anything like that on WWE. You're not going to get Phoenix versus Pentagon that type exactly. of match in WWE. You're just nope. going to like you might get like something kind of cool, but it's never going to be like that as good as that exactly. stuff. There's something for everybody. There's a great spot fest if you want to see a spot fest. There's great melodrama to it. Yeah. There's, there's and then there's Big Rick. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He's all right. I kind of like him, but I he just don't like it. Me. it. I just don't like. I just don't like you said. I don't think you should be in long it's, matches. It's one hour long. I mean. I can't really complain about stuff. If it was like TNA, like two hour long TNA, I probably would oh, be complaining. I think complaining. that's one of the keys. Wrestling shows, even good ones, just go too, too yeah. long. And anything can get boring. They haven't killed my um, interest in it yet. I mean, think about it. How many three hour movies would you sit through? A movie, just yeah. once. You know, it has to be a pretty I can't remember the good last... movie. I think one of the the superhero movies I saw recently was three hours long. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it felt like three hours. Oh, Transformers was almost like, it was like two hours and 40 minutes. Wow, I think. that's long for a I can't remember. Like it was like two hours, 20 minutes. Oh, God, that thing was, have you seen that? No, Transform- Transformers 3. There's um this guy who's a comedian. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's funny as a comedian, but he was on the show, on that movie. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he starts talking, you want him to die. <laughs> Fortunately, they kill him off. But he was awful. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty good. I loved Guardians. I of the actually Galaxy. dug that. I watched it this past week. I love Groot. Yeah, Groot. <laughs> totally I am Groot. Groot. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny because I always get accused of being like a. I get well, not get accused, but get told I'm a comic guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't really. I mean, yeah, I know like your basic stuff. But if it's some movie that's going to come out, I do want to know a little bit about like the characters, Same just because it's something yeah. that I, I'm interested in. So I started reading about the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, mm-hmm. and I really dug the I am the Groot thing, like it, that apparently I am Groot means something more to the... It's not just him saying I am Groot. Mm-hmm. It means something, like it's actually him saying words. Right. 
And the only person that understands it is the, the raccoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> I dug that. I actually like that. I dug that, too. That was no. a fun flick. But... Yeah. Batista was on it. That's why we... Yeah, and that was cool, too. Yeah. That was pretty cool, What too. do you give Batista? Three stars in the... In I give him a thumbs up. I'm going to go the old Siskel and Ebert route. <laughs> I give him a thumbs up, too. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, that's Frito in the Freak giving two thumbs up to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. That is our movie review of the week. <laughs> that's right. Two thumbs up to Lucha Underground. Half a thumb up to... Uh, uh, what CMLO is doing? CML has actually been fun. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Two thumbs up to Rush, who could probably outshine anybody even if he has a broken leg. Well, yeah. not everybody, but most people. And he, he's got to do promos and stuff. Do, oh, I, oh, that would they be just so cool if they did like, the Brian Pullman thing got, with him. That would should, be so cool. They should add like a, like a, like a little segment on CML show where they ask... Um, Fan, fans ask a question. Yes. And like have it be every single day, every week, people asking Rush a question and just have him like be frustrated. That and they, I'm getting more agitated. Yeah, like stop asking me. And, My favorite thing is... And then is, finally have him read a letter that, that transfixes him and he reads it and is just mesmerized, but he folds it up and won't say... My favorite thing is um, week. they used to do this workout segment with um, a video for um, Dark Angel. Mm-hmm. And you, the, usually the wrestlers, they'll ask them, can we show you the, the, can we show the workout segment? And I go, sure, go ahead. She's great or whatever. They ask Rush and Rush is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, he didn't give a crap. So I'm like, man, Rush doesn't even like Dark Angel, man. Oh my God. This is so yeah. cool. Okay, well, till next time, folks. Uh, we uh, maybe will, next time maybe. we might actually have an interview with um, Nero Casas. We're hoping. We're crossing We're hoping. our fingers on November 30th, is. is it? November 30th. Negro Casas is coming to town. To Los Angeles, UIPWLA. Yes, and... Uh, it's a pretty good show. Um, Superboy's kids are going to be working. Yes, playing, as a tag uh, team. As Superboy a tag Jr. team. Jr. and Indu Jr. Yeah, they and, will um, be as a tag team. Or Indu Jr. is actually the nephew, supposedly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the nephew of the, Principe so, Indu. Yeah. Yeah. But is the ne- but in storyline is the nephew of Superboy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> despite Boy, despite, despite the fact that the mom always defends him at the oh, show. Oh, she she should do a run in. Yeah, but, um, but these guys are great. We've seen them as a tag team, and, and I think they some are of the a good tag team. They have great chemistry. I think some of the Lucha Underground um, local guys are also going to be on the show. Oh, I very think, cool. I think Little Cholo might be on it. Or, awesome. Uh, Mariachi Loco, I think, is going to be on it too. So, uh, folks, I'll tell Mariachi Loco that. The fans thought. Obviously, I don't. I don't have all the info in front of me. But yeah. folks, if you just go on Facebook and look up UIPW, you'll find information. Yeah. For then the, show. the following week, um, Volador Junior is coming back again. Oh, but he's cool. But he's been here like a few times. Yeah. But Negro Casas, yeah. we have not seen for a while. Yeah. We don't have any interest in Volador Junior. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, we like him. He's all yeah, right. We do. He's yeah. cool. But Casas. Casas is cool. Yeah. Casas is up there with Pimpinella and all. Exactly. That. He's every bit. He's on. He's on the wish list. He's on the wish list. People we want to. People we don't mind like talking to and taking that, pictures. Okay, with. that's a, that's a feature we got to have every week. Our wish list. Yes. So until next time, folks, have a totally bitchin' week, and we will uh, we will have another show really, 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 so, really in the near future. <laughs> Mr. Satan knocks at my heart's door and says, may I come in? I say, no, no, for Jesus loves me so and took away my sin. So he turns around and runs away, I wish he'd go away to stay. When 
knocks at my heart's door, I just say no, no, no. No, no. No, no.